Hey, welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode two. I'm Michael. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Jason. Hi. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. So Thanksgiving's coming up soon. Yeah. You got big plans? I'm uh, just going to spend some time with family. How about you? I don't know. I'm most excited about this this turkey that I ordered. Oh. I got this pit roasted turkey that I reserved at Dinosaur Barbecue. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm just salivating at the thought of it right now. I'm so hungry. Is that like something that you need to re- like order weeks in advance? or? Yeah, they had orders going up until uh, this Monday, the Monday before Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. So, That's cool. Yeah, so I ordered it. I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. Um, and then I saw this recipe for like slow cooker mashed potatoes. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm going to try that out. I'll let you know how that goes. Sounds, sounds fancy. So basically, I'm just interested in the food. Yeah, well, and the deals, right? And the deals. Yeah, so I mean, after we food coma, we have, what, Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Or maybe before we food coma, right? Some of them are starting already. That's true. Yeah, Best Buy had like a had a special like early Black Friday deal. Oh, that was today. Uh, I think that was yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are there any deals that you're looking at? Uh, the only thing that I'm really looking at is the iPad Air two. Okay, so we kind of talked about that last week. Yeah. Um, say, same dilemma. I don't know which one I'm going to get. The Best Buy one, hundred dollars straight off the the full price, or the Target one, hundred and forty dollars. But in gift card form? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you go to Target enough? Probably not. Not for me, because I live in Manhattan, so I don't have uh, a Target close by. So I'll, I'll probably go with the Best Buy one. But I'm, I'm still a little nervous. I'm not sure how much demand there will be for this. And so, like, hopefully I can get it online, because I'm probably not going to get it in the store. And then, like, if I have to, uh, or if it gets sold out in, like, two seconds, then, then you know, I'm going to miss out. So... We'll see. I'm a little nervous, but uh, hopefully I can get one. So we were kind of talking about this before, but were you saying the Best Buy deal is going to come out earlier? Well, they say that it takes, like, you can shop all day on Thursday and Friday online. So I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if that means they're going to start it on, you know, at midnight on Wednesday night, you know, Thursday morning, or I really don't know. Uh, I've been trying to look around in the forums and nobody seems to know what time these sales start online. So I, I don't, I mean... They start in the store. I believe Best Buy opens around 5 p.m. local time, so I'm probably not going to go to that because I'll probably be with family, and we typically eat dinner a little later, so it's probably around, say, 6 p.m. when we eat. So there's probably no way that I can make it to the store at 5 p.m. to get that deal. So it's either online or bust for me. I mean, there's definitely better things that I want to do than stand in line for those doorbusters and become like one of the victims in some like stampede video. Well, I'm just trying to get oh, yeah. my iPad and someone's like <laughs> stepping on me for like this TV right. that's like like in the way. Also, like, I mean, I'm really psyched about saving $100 possibly, but if it de- if it means like standing in that line for say two hours or, you know, maybe not even getting one and, and all that stuff, like at some point, maybe like the $100 is not worth it, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're deal, we're deal hunters, but we're lazy deal hunters, practical deal hunters. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's. I think that makes sense. If I can get it, yeah. If I can get it online, um, sure, I will. I will totally do that. So, I mean, are you going to just go for any? I mean, last week you said sixty-four gigs, right? Yeah, uh, I think s- any color, silver or uh, space gray, not gold. How about you? Why not gold? I think I want gold. Uh, you know, I guess if if I had to get a gold one, I probably would. 
but uh, it's my last choice. All right. So that's good. I know you won't be taking my gold iPad. <laughs> and you won't be taking my silver or space gray one. Yeah, you know, I think I just feel with every new iDevice, if there's ever something different that comes out that year, I try to get it. Like I think when the iPhone 4 came out, I picked up the um, the black one because the white one was delayed. Mm-hmm. But I remember like importing like a white shell from China. Oh, you? Oh, yeah, you did that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was bad because the problems with the flash were pretty real. I mean, whenever I took any picture with flash with a camera, it would just yeah. be totally blown out. Huh? Do you think that was a real case and they just had problems with it, or um, do you think that was not a real case and someone just kind of created that case to sell? Yeah, I don't know. I think it probably was not a real case. And the 5s came out, and I got the the gold iPhone. Yeah, so you've already had a gold eye device, right? What did you think? I did. Did you like it? I mean, because you don't have a gold phone now. No, right now I'm using the Space Gray. So, so did you like the gold? I did like the gold, and I thought that the way too goldy for me, I don't know, it was very yellow. Like, I feel like the, for the 5S gold, it was more subtle and almost right. it was a different almost color. like silvery. Like, right, if you right. looked at it in the right light, you couldn't distinguish it between the silver and then, like, the gold. Right. I actually saw my friend's uh, gold iPhone 6 over the weekend, and I actually thought it was silver, too. Although, it, it definitely does look more gold than, than the 5S version. Does the uh, iPad gold color resemble more the iPhone 6 gold color? I would imagine so, right? I think it does. Yeah, I think it, it matches the iPhone 6, 6 Plus gold. So it's going to be really gold. But I mean, I'm not going to... This is going to be my home device. I can enjoy it. <laughs> I can enjoy my bling and privacy without fear yeah. of shame. <laughs> so I think I'll get it and and enjoy it secretly. It's a good call. I'm, I'm actually thinking about getting a white one. Only because I, I've been thinking about getting a white phone for probably the past two or three years. And uh, every single time I'm like, next year I'm going to just get the white one. And every time when it's time to buy the phone i actually chicken out and then just get the space gray or, or black one uh but i think this time I'll, I'll try to just buy the uh the white ipad and just kind of test it out i think that's yeah i mean well unless you just chicken out again and get the space gray ipad yeah next next week if i get one i'll be like yeah the space gray ipad but uh we'll see all right well i'm gonna hold you accountable here at least you're on the record saying you're going for the silver. Yeah, silver 64. From Best Buy. Yeah, I'll take either of the deals, but I'll probably try Best Buy first. So I saw online that Fry's had like an in-store deal. I think it was just the base 16 gig iPad, though. You convinced me after last week. 64 is the way to go. I'm going I'm going 64, and then I'll go, I'll go any color, really, but I'll try to get gold if I can. All right. Um, how about any other deals? What else are you looking at? No other deals that I can think of at the moment. Um... How about you? Well, I mean, Best Buy, I told you they had that kind of pre-sale. So I, I picked up a few video games. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it spread the love between the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Okay. Like Tomb Raider, uh, the Definitive Edition. I haven't played that yet, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, that's good. I actually, uh, I rented it on Netflix when it came... Or not Netflix. Uh, Gamefly? Gamefly? Yeah, right. I rented it on Gamefly when it came out, and I beat it, and it's really good. It's fun. About NBA 2K15. I think uh, we were playing Destiny yesterday when I bought that. Yep, yep. Are you going to play play that with anyone though? No, I usually just do the like the career mode. Like I remember I played 2K13 or 14, the one where it let you take a picture of your face. Oh yeah, you can do that in this game too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some of the examples. It doesn't always work out very well. I just always like that the the face <laughs> scanning thing. Like I'm such a sucker for that. 
They had that in like Rainbow Six Three, I think, right? And Three Sixty. Oh my gosh, I love that! Like, I think I had that as like my Facebook profile picture for like a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then <laughs> I don't know if you remember, like, uh, I think it was maybe Perfect Dark or Goldeneye. One of those was supposed to have the ability to use like a camera and scan, or like you can take a picture now. and you could put your face on like a Goldeneye or Perfect Dark character. No, I didn't. I don't remember that. I mean, they they ended up chickening out because I think that Nintendo thought, like, Nintendo realized, like, you could just take pictures of celebrities and like shoot them and stuff, and that would be like oh, bad bad I publicity. Thinking, I, I was thinking of way different things, but uh, okay, yeah, yeah, celebrities, you can take pictures <laughs> of, the, of those two, I suppose, and uh, shoot them. But oh my gosh, I was so excited! I was so excited for that. <laughs> yeah. So anytime, if if you're like a game developer. Just like release a feature where I can put my face in a game, and that's like an insta buy Guar- for me. Guaranteed one sale. Guaranteed one sale. <laughs> so if you can uh, make that game in less than sixty dollars, profit. Instant profit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But besides the games, uh, not really. I didn't. Oh, you know what? I did pick up. Uh, yeah. I picked up. There was a deal for like the TiVo Mini. I picked up an extra TiVo Mini that I'm gonna hook up to my sling box. Okay. I never got into the whole TiVo thing. So I don't even know the difference between the models. Okay, so I mean, basically, just real quick, I have the TiVo Romeo Pro, which is like the newest set I've of I've heard TiVos. about that on ATP. Yeah, so I mean, it's right. a great... I love it. I mean, I, I've been TiVo... I've been using TiVo, I think, since Series 1. Okay. Late. Like, I picked up a Series 1 late, but it was still like the first model. Mm-hmm. And I just can't go back to... Well, I mean, they didn't have any DVRs. Like, cable companies didn't have any DVRs, really, right. at that time. Why, why is it better than a cable DVR, though? I'm not not saying the cable DVRs are amazing. I just don't understand what makes TiVo any different. Mostly, it's like the interface. Okay. You, do you do like the the bloops, like to do? Yeah, I mean that's kind of the classic the classic TiVo sound. Wait, can you turn that off? You can turn it off. Yeah. But do you turn it off? I, I have it turned down, so it's not so oh, loud. Okay. But okay. no, I mean overall, I think you know this Romeo, like this series, has been especially good because the last one. Like the TiVo HD um, and all of those, like the user interface was just so laggy with like the high definition menus. It's been a pretty big problem that TiVo hasn't been able to fix. Right. This is the first TiVo that really feels like, for HD at least, that feels like really responsive. The UI is, you know, the same TiVo UI that everyone loves. Um, and it has six tuners. Basically, what this mini does is it, it connects via Mocha. Like the mm-hmm. ca- via cable, basically. And then it, it just hijacks one of those tuners. And then you can use it to stream live TV. Um, or you can just like view all of your recorded shows on your one TiVo. So it's kind of like a dumb box. Okay. Before TiVo was selling it, it cost more and you had to pay like for a subscription, like $250 for like a lifetime subscription mm-hmm. for the TiVo mini. But they recently lowered the price and removed the subscription. Oh, okay. So when you buy the box, like that's it. You own it. You don't have to pay any more fees, which makes sense. I don't know. That, I mean, that actually, hmm. Because I found that I've actually paid a decent amount for my DVR uh, on on Verizon FiOS. It's probably like fifteen fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. So I think that's kind of one of the things that I really liked about TiVo was they had that lifetime plan, which is for the lifetime of the device. Right. I mean, every time I buy a new TiVo. I have to buy a new lifetime plan attached with it. Right, right, right. But when I sell, I've had great success selling my old TiVos on eBay. And since the lifetime transfers with a box, mm-hmm. you recoup a lot of that cost. 
Well, so does that mean that you don't need to get a DVR from Verizon or you can just get a regular cable box and then overlay your, your TiVo on top of that? Or do you still need the Verizon DVR? So you, you just need a cable card from Verizon. And I think the rental for that is like maybe three, two or three dollars a month. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, getting it set up, cable card is so annoying to install. Yeah, I've heard some horror stories, right? Yeah, it's bad. But I've had really good luck with the, the Fios guys on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of know what they're doing. So if you get one, I mean, I think you should definitely get one. The Rome, how much is the Romeo? I mean, there are always deals on it. I don't know if there are deals right now. Uh huh. But it's probably like three or four hundred dollars. Okay. And then lifetime's probably another three or four hundred dollars. Okay. So it's a pretty high upfront cost. Well, I thought you said they got rid of the subscription though. For the mini. Oh, for the mini. Oh, okay. They were selling like a separate subscription for the mini. Gotcha, gotcha. Which now they don't have. So, I mean, it probably makes more sense if you have more rooms with TVs. You'd probably save more than renting all these boxes from Verizon. Right, right, right. With just okay. one box, you would just be saving, like, the monthly rental, really. Yep. Um, but it's still it's still nice. And then, you know, if you wanted to put a TV in your bed, you just get a TiVo Mini, and then, yeah, Mocha works really well. So I picked up one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm really big on this uh, Amiibo thing right now from Nintendo. <laughs> you should tell my friend Jeremy. Did he pick them up? No, he's uh, he works at Nintendo. And oh, I think he does? he's, yeah, he's in charge of the Amiibo website. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so he, he created, or I don't know, he worked on the Amiibo website and then he's like working with, with a lot of those things. So, um, I didn't even know what the Amiibos were. He had to explain it to me the other day, but, um, it's actually yeah. Amiibo. Plural is still Amiibo, Jason. Oh, Ami- oh really? Like Lego? Like Lego. Oh, okay. Sorry, Jeremy. Well, I think so. I don't know. So okay. sorry, Jeremy, if I'm wrong. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. They're they're not that useful right now. But uh, I I just once I bought one, I had to buy all of them. Like Pokemon, or is it Pokemons? I think it's still Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, they released they released twelve twelve of these amiibo. These are like Nintendo figurines, and then they hook up. They connect via NFC, kind of like the Skylanders games. Okay, I've heard of those, but I don't know what they are. It basically uses NFC. So, I mean, technically, you could, you know, I tried this. You could, the gamepad has a built-in NFC reader. Mm-hmm. And I tried putting in, like, my iPhone near it because, you know, they both have NFC. And then the Apple Pay thing popped up with my card. <laughs> and then and then I used my thing. I, I used my fingerprint. And then Super Smash Brothers popped up and it said it didn't recognize that Amiibo. But How weird. Yeah, but, I mean, they have a little bit of storage on there where you can you can write some data to. Okay. So it's basically like a, a collectible memory but, card. But what do you, like, do you just have them along the wall and it just, or do you actually need to, like, sit down on the couch and then bring whichever amiibo you want and, like, sit it next to your controller so that it's, you know. You just need to, to tap it to the gamepad once to scan it in. And then you put it back on the shelf where it's, you know, do you just have them all lined up on the shelf or, or what? Well, right now I just have one that's out. The rest are in boxes. Okay. Uh, so I have Fox McCloud, who I named Foxy MC. It's a good name. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, fo- Foxy. So you, is it supposed to be a girl fox or no? No, no. Okay, that's a little weird. It's no, it's it's a male fox. <laughs> and you he's, named he's Foxy. Okay, Foxy MC. <laughs> okay. So I mean, it's this kind of thing in Smash Brothers that kind of made me attached to it. I kind of didn't understand the the point of it. Maybe it's still not that useful, but it's really fun. You basically scan it into Super Smash Brothers right now, um, and you you level him up every time. Like you you fight him or you fight with him, he like picks up certain moves and techniques that you do. Mm-hmm. 
and then he'll he'll gain levels, and eventually he can go up to level fifty, I believe. And supposedly, like once they hit like thirty something, if you train them correctly, they're pretty they're pretty challenging to beat. Can I play your amiibo? I I don't think that there's amiibo support online. Oh, uh, well, but if, if you I, came if over, I go, yeah, then I could play it. You could definitely you could definitely play against my amiibo, huh. Foxy MC. Okay, it's interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting. I don't know like the like how Smash Brothers is figuring out like like how it learns. But I noticed like one battle, I started picking up items and throwing them at my amiibo. And the next battle, he started like grabbing all these all these items and chucking them at me. Oh wait, so you you actually train him by fighting against him? Yeah. Oh, you, so he you don't he doesn't like help you out when you play against the computer or something like that. Right? He can like once you level him up or you know as you're leveling him up. Oh, you but can, but he can't you can't train him. Like while you're while he's helping you, right? You need to actually like sit there and actually train him like one on one. No, I think he also levels up while if he's helping you, but I don't know if he picks up your style uh, of play or like gotcha. a computer. So I want to make sure that he's trained in the correct <laughs> in the correct <laughs> proper Michael, technique, Michael Smash Brothers technique. <laughs> okay, which is a lot of uh, running away from people and throwing items. Okay, that's so. like the exact opposite of me in Smash Brothers. What do you do? I don't use any items. I don't know how to use... I actually don't even know how to pick them up. I think that's key. I don't even pick them up. And so, like, I get so pissed when people lose items and they hit me with them. And I'm just like, no, like, just why don't we just fight without (laughs) items? (laughs) Did you pick up Smash Brothers? I did. I did. We should try it out sometime. Uh, I play a little bit. It's actually... Well, I, I don't... I never owned... Or I haven't owned a Nintendo system since Super Nintendo. Okay. So I didn't really play that much Melee or Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube. I played with you a little bit, but I, I was never an expert. Um, but to me, it actually um, it seems very similar, which is, is good because I really like that game. Um, I only know one character, which is Pikachu. <laughs> and he kind of has, as far as I can tell, he has the same exact moves. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's pretty easy for me to pick it up and play. Um are you but playing I, it with the uh, the gamepad, or did you pick up one of those GameCube adapters? No, the the gamepad. And it feels all right. Yeah, it feels okay. I mean, it's maybe a little big, I guess, but um, it's it's okay. Yeah, first thing I did picked up the GameCube adapter, and then I still have my my WaveBirds from when we were playing Melee. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, I mean, it feels playing as Pikachu feels like the same. Playing as these characters, they have a lot of the same move sets. They're just slightly tweaked. Okay, so did they change things like about Pikachu, or did I just don't notice, or is it mostly the same? It's mostly the same. There, there are some some like minor changes, but I'm not like an expert enough to tell you, you know, like the the minute differences. One thing that I did notice, which might not be very different, or might not be different at all, was um, I used to do this thing where you did like the smash where you hit the guy up in the air, and then you do like the the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, I feel like the lightning bolt isn't high enough. And so, like, I hit the guy higher than the lightning bolt, and then I do the lightning bolt, and it obviously doesn't hit him, right? So, I don't know. I wasn't able to do that combo anymore, but that could be just my fault. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if, like, the height of the stages has changed relative to... It doesn't feel that much different to me. I mean, there was always, like, a cloud at the top where anywhere above it wouldn't hit. I mean, I, I hadn't played the game in, like, 10 years, so, so like, yeah. clearly I'm not the best authority on this, but... Yeah, no, but I, I like it. I mean, I think I, I want to play it. All right, we'll settle in Smash sometime this weekend. Okay, sounds good. Nice. So what else is going on? I'm actually interested in buying that uh, iPad keyboard. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the uh, Logitech Keys to Go keyboard. 
I think I, I watched the video for it. Okay. Um, I saw a tweet from MG Siegler over the weekend and he had it. And so I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And I guess what it is, is it's a Bluetooth keyboard for the iPad. Um, and a lot of the Bluetooth keyboards are come as part of a case or a cover. Um, and so you kind of flip it out and try to make your iPad into a laptop. But this one is kind of just like a super slim, like standalone keyboard. And it's just Bluetooth. It, it doesn't attach to the iPad at all. So you kind of need to have your own case or cover to kind of prop the iPad up. I plan on probably getting just one of the smart covers or smart cases maybe, but probably the smart cover so I have something to prop it up and then add this keyboard and kind of uh, maybe use that to type on the iPad. Okay. I mean, do you do a lot of typing on the iPad? I don't, but it's because, I mean, I tell myself it's because I don't have a keyboard, right? Like I, I still don't, I wouldn't do any long form writing or, you know, even any long email writing on an iPad just because it's probably actually easier to type on my on my iPhone just because it's smaller space to cover. Um, and I can just type with my thumbs. But the iPad, I feel like um, if I was going to use it more for productivity and, and maybe use it as like a laptop replacement, I think that I would probably want a keyboard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, I ever type that much, but maybe it is because I don't have a keyboard for it. Well, I have like aspirations of like, trying to write a blog at some point, which I never do, but I always tell myself I will do it. And so I kind of want to write or I want to start writing or, or doing things like that. And I feel like I could use the iPad to do that because it's technically if you have a keyboard, you know, there's lots of writing apps or just any notepad or anything like that. You just need, you know, you don't need that many things to, to write on the iPad. Uh, but one of the things that you do need probably is a keyboard. So mm -hmm. if I were to say, take it to a coffee shop and I don't know, write some blog posts, like, the keyboard would probably be essential, right? How's the travel on that? That's the one thing that kind of worried me. The travel doesn't look so great on that keyboard. Um, yeah, so I actually stopped by Best Buy today uh, just to check it out. And it has like a kind of a plastic case that you can kind of slide on and off. So I was able to just take it out of the plastic case and then just, you know, try it out for a little bit. Not with an iPad, but just, you know, typing on the keys. And it is a little bit rubbery or, um, you know, like spongy i maybe I don't, I don't know if that's the right word to describe it so it's not the same as say typing it on the normal apple bluetooth keyboard or any other normal keyboard have you tried the surface pro keyboard um like the type I, pad i have a long time ago i remember liking the one that has the actual keys more okay is it similar to that it's not similar to the one that has the actual keys hmm well, what's the other one? Does the other one have like uh, just touch keys? Yeah, it's just on that. It's just like kind of flush. There's like slight little. But is there? Is there? Does it have any any travel or any give? No, there's no travel oh, on the um, non like the non. So this one has this one has some for sure. It's just not um, not as satisfactory. Or it's not as uh, as nice as hitting a regular keyboard, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it probably takes me getting used to. It's probably not going to be, I'm not going to be as fast typing on that keyboard as I would say the Apple Bluetooth keyboard, but you know, it has some advantages because it's just super slim. Um, it seems like it's supposed to be built rugged so you can spill coffee on it. Uh, so I'll probably be doing that a bunch just for fun. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, like I, I feel like for just throwing it in your bag, it probably will survive better than like an actual Bluetooth keyboard. And is the battery life supposed to be pretty good? That actually, I don't know about that. Okay. How much is yeah. it? Um, I think Logitech says it's $70. At Best Buy, it was $80 for some reason. But 
I'm sure you could just price match it somewhere and get it for 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I mean, that's okay. I don't know. I mean, it's All not right. cheap per yeah. se, but like, it's not, it's okay. Okay. Well, get it and let me know. Are you going to get it this weekend? If I can get the iPad Air, I'll probably pick one up. Um, just, you know, just to try it out. But, um, if I don't get an iPad Air, we'll see. Probably not. Does it come in colors or was it only one color? It does. It comes in black, red, and, um, like a blue, I think. Like the surface blue or like a It kind of is like the surface blue, I think. I mean, it might be a little bit different, um, but it's kind of like the surface blue. Huh. Yeah. I, I probably, actually, one of the reasons why I want a white iPad is because I feel like it goes better with colors. So I would probably get like the red one, uh, like a white and red keyboard one. Yeah, that would look slick. Yeah, it probably looks a little, I mean, right now I have the black or I guess the space gray iPad mini and then a red smart cover and it's okay. But um, I think it would look better with the white iPad. Anything else? You told me you got a coin, right? I was looking at this. Like yeah. the, the coin, the wallet. the uh, How do you describe it? So the coin is like a, I guess the concept is a credit card that has like an e-ink display. And you're supposed to scan in multiple. It's like a programmable credit card. So you can program your various cards and debit cards and apparently loyalty cards into this one card. So you carry it around. And the goal is you were able to use it all over um, and just with the using the e-ink display, swap between which card you want to use and then, you know, hand it to the cashier or or whatever. And then um, you don't have to carry multiple cards around with you all the time. That sounds amazing. It does. I mean, I think it was a, a Kickstarter. Maybe it was a Kickstarter sometime last year. And when I first heard about it i thought it was super cool it was like 50 dollars, i think so i was like all right, i'm gonna totally buy it so I, I bought it the very first day um they've i think hit some technical de- difficulties and delays and so it was kind of delayed for a little bit and now they uh, shipped out beta units uh and they shipped it out to only the, the uh, i think the the users who signed up first and so i guess that was me and i got one uh last week in the mail although my interest has probably waned a little bit because I, I haven't set it up yet. So it's kind of just been sitting on my desk for the past week or so. Is that, <laughs> is, that is the battery life on that supposed to be good? Is it replaceable or do you have to like get a new coin? It is not. Re- well, the only thing I know about it is when I, you know, when it first came out, it was announced. And I remember reading that it was not replaceable. Um, and so they would probably come up with some kind of plan to let people replace their coins um, without having to pay. I think it was going to be $100 at retail. Mm-hmm. So they were probably going to give you a discount on replacing it so you wouldn't have to pay $100 every year or year and a half or so. The battery life, I think, lasted about a year to a year and a half, but I could be wrong. Um, and again, this is right when they first announced it, so they could have made improvements or maybe changed things completely, but um, that's what I remember. And then I kind of haven't been paying too much attention Um I guess because over over time, I just uh, kind of lost faith in it, maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I had pre-ordered also, but I just canceled it because it just didn't seem like things were progressing really, hmm. really quickly. So I was too impatient, and I just canceled it. Now I kind of regret it. I actually, reg- so I I kind of would have canceled it, but I figured um, because I pre-ordered it, and they they took your money from the beginning. So I, they've had my money for like a year, right? I just assumed that I couldn't get it back. So I didn't even know you could cancel it and get your money back. And I would have probably done that, to be honest, because I think there's a lot of talk about like the, you know, going to a chip and signature, at least in the US. And they were having problems about incorporating 
like the chip technology into the coins. And so like if every card has to be chip and at least signature by I think next year or something like that, then the coin seems kind of outdated already. Mm-hmm. And then they, they were hitting delays and, and people were saying how maybe it's not, you know, as good as it, as it, you know, people first thought it would be. And so I, I don't know. I kind of lost a little bit of faith, but, um, I'll probably set it up sometime in the next day or two and then maybe give it a, give it a spin. Yeah. Because I mean, I just, I, I had totally forgotten about the coin and then I just saw the, I didn't oh. read the article on the verge, but I watched the video. Well, that's probably not a good thing if you uh, were interested at one point and then kind of haven't heard anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think uh, my interest kind of dampened. I mean, Apple Pay came out, um, and I right. guess it's it's not the same thing because some places, you know, that don't take NFC payments right now, like with all that currency BS going on. Yep. Uh, like you could technically go to Best Buy and then just have this one card and use whatever card you wanted, your Amex or your Visa, and theoretically you could have your Best Buy Reward Zone card on there also, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I guess I'll, I'll probably check it out and I'll, I'll give you some impressions. Uh, okay. I will say initial impressions. The packaging was pretty good, but then when I picked up the card, it's actually um, it feels very papery. Huh. I, I would say, like, um, yeah, it feels more like paper to me than like. Uh, I mean, it's not paper, but um, it has a weird feel, and I, I actually feel like it's not as uh, nice as say, say like the. Chase Sapphire card because that's metal, right? That's so one of my favorite cards. That Chase Sapphire preferred card. Yeah, it's it's a really nice card, and this card is not as nice. <laughs> so I don't know. The, my my initial impression wasn't too great um, based on the feel of it. It kind of feels a little cheap, but it could be because it's a it's a beta. I don't know. So are you getting a new coin once the real one comes out? I'm not sure. Actually, I think they mentioned something about that, but I. At that point, I kind of checked out, so I don't even know. All right, well, start using it, and then and then let me know next week. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's already it's already getting late here. Um, mm. How about that Jurassic World trailer? Did you see that today? I did see it. What did you think? Did you? Well, did you see it? I guess. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I just watched it. Um, I mean, I was a huge fan of Jurassic Park. The first one. The first one. What about? How many are there? Three? There's three. There's The Lost World. Right. Which I think Spielberg still directed. Uh, okay. I don't remember. I, I remember seeing that in theaters, but, um, I, yeah, actually, I, I think I, I think I saw all three in theaters. I saw one and two in theaters. Three, I had just no interest in watching. I remember like the trailer and I was just like, really? This just looks horrible. Okay. Um, but Jurassic World, I, I'm kind of getting hyped about. Huh. I'm pretty excited. I think the only thing is, um, Chris Pratt for me just he just seems like too comedic like I I think it's a serious role and it's just funny watching him being like more serious okay like I don't know I I, did you watch do you watch Parks and Rec no I I actually don't even know who he is so um (laughs) I did not get that effect I guess okay um, so maybe you know my experience is maybe colored and the maybe the dialogue they chose was a little was a little cheesy also okay but I mean, other than that, I, I'm really excited. I think, you know, it, it, this one looks to me more like the first Jurassic Park than any of the other ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, there, some of the scenes, so I actually just saw the first Jurassic Park again last night. Because uh, you were so hyped about the trailer? No, because I think that they released a teaser, um, I don't know, over the weekend or something like that. And uh, I showed it to Karen, and she had never seen the first Jurassic Park 
what? And so I was like, did you read the book? And she's like, I didn't even know it was a book. So I was like, all right, we have to watch the first movie. So um, we watched it last night. And, you know, I mean, clearly some of the scenes in the, even the teaser and, and clearly the trailer are, you know, very very similar to the first movie. Yeah, like right? the scene in that field where they're all like running. Where they're all running and then, yeah. the, you know, the gates opening and things like mm-hmm. that, right? Um, so I, when that happened, I was like very excited because it's kind of like a, a brand new Jurassic Park. But then I, to me, actually, when they started going into the uh, like the, the hybrid dinosaur and the brand new species, it, I kind of actually it kind of lost me. Yeah, I mean, that part I'm not as excited about, I guess, but... It kind of made it seem like uh, it's like Sharktopus or something like that, or uh, <laughs> like they they created some hybrid dinosaur between two, you know, like a mix of two dinosaurs, and like that's what's going to happen. And I was like, this is, just seems like a hundred million dollar Sharktopus, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, having seen the trailer in the beginning, I would say the first half I really liked it, and then the second half it kind of lost me a little bit. But um, people seem excited, and I'll probably watch it in theaters. When is this coming out? I didn't even. I, I didn't even said, like. I think it's in June. June. All right. Maybe we can watch it together and then uh, talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> well, let's do oh, it. Let's, let's for for the podcast. Down. Sorry, for the podcast. June twelfth. Okay. I'm adding that to our iCal. <laughs> do you use iCal? I do. Really? I have Wait, shared. I have shared calendars with family and friends and stuff. Yeah. Like, but you don't use Google Calendar. Uh, no, or, I don't. Why? I mean, I don't know, because I all my calendars are on iCloud. I mean, all huh. my devices are iDevices and like Macs. Huh. So interesting. There's never... really no need for me to step out into the world of huh of Google Calendar. I mean, I think Google Calendar is really nice and full featured, and I I remember using it for certain things, like for for work, like at the hospital. Some people use Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, I joined those calendars, but you know, if given the choice, I would always create. Um, an iCal calendar. Hmm. Okay. Use you're a big Google Calendar fan. No, I've I've just always I use everything Google like Gmail. Well, I guess just Gmail and and Google Calendar. Um, I so I just never I just imported my Google Calendar into my iCal, I guess. But I don't even I never launch iCal, so that doesn't really make that much of a difference to me. Mm-hmm. I just what use calendar it app do you phone. use? Uh, Fantastical. Okay, I picked that up. I haven't actually on my phone though. So the the only time I actually sync is you know between my phone and actually I don't even have it on my iPad, so it's just on my phone. You like it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, my favorite part is just being able to just write whatever and say like dinner tomorrow at six p.m. at so and so place, and it just automatically creates the entry for me. Oh yeah, that's nice. Like the real language kind of calendar stuff. Yeah. Don't so they have that um, thing that the extension that adds into the drop down menu from the top? Oh, I don't actually have it on my Mac, so I don't use. I don't. I mean, there's... on the iPhone. Oh, um, I've actually. I don't actually use any extensions. Hmm. I have like the Sports Center one, but I mean, I've, most of the time when I pull down Notification Center, I'm on the notifications and not today. Oh, uh, okay. So right. I, I never even look at today. Yeah, another app that I use, I used to use Sunrise Cal. Yeah, I think you got me calendar. using that for a while. That yeah. was nice. And that had good integration with like Facebook and Google Calendar, right? Yeah, and that actually has good integration with Google Maps, I think. Um, and I, I think Fantastical also has integration with Google Maps, but I think like uh, Sunrise, I was able to... So say I said like, 
I'm having dinner at so-and-so place, right? I could actually search. It's almost like, it's like a, a search field and I can like write in the name and then like pick the place in case I couldn't recognize it. But there are sometimes in Fantastica where I'll say like dinner at so-and-so place and it doesn't, it kind of has to either find it automatically in Google, Ma- Google Maps or I can't find a way to like tell it where, where it should go, right? Like which place I'm actually talking about if it can't find it automatically. Right. Uh, so that's kind of annoying, but, um, I don't know. It's not a huge deal. All right. Well, we'll have to follow up on that calendar discussion. Anything <laughs> else for, oh, you know, what's coming out that I'm excited about is the, uh, the new Star Wars trailer. Oh, really? I think that's what? coming out on Friday. Oh, are you a big Star Wars fan? Uh, not a huge fan, but I mean, I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed like the original series or like the original three movies and uh-huh. to a lesser extent, like the, the new trilogy. Uh huh. Um, but I have, I have faith in, in JJ Abrams. So are you more excited because it's J.J. Abrams or are you more excited because it's Star Wars? Uh, I think I'm more excited to see a J.J. Abrams helmed Star Wars movie because I, I really, I don't know, I wasn't like a huge Star Trek fan, but I, I really like what he did with the first, like the first reboot of Star Trek. Did he do the second one too or only the first one? Uh, I don't, I, I think it was the same writers. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually like both of the Star Trek movies. So, I mean, I'm excited for, I guess, the Star Wars made by J.J. Abrams as well. But um I'm actually not a huge Star Wars fan. I don't know too much about the... uh I mean, I, I know generally what it's about and, and the characters, but um I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. So I'm not super excited about the movie, but I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see the trailer, like to see what he did. I think, you know, they said they're going to, you know, rely more on like practical effects and CGI. Hmm. And to me, that that's, you know, that's more... That leans more towards like the the original trilogy, mm-hmm. um, and I think maybe that was one of the complaints of the new one was it was just too CGI. No Jar Jar Binks, no uh, Jar Jar Binks. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I hope not, though. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people hope not, but I think yeah. that's coming out Friday. I think it's going to be. I'm not sure if it's going to be the preview for like in movie theaters this weekend or if they're going to release uh... it online. I think I saw. I, I remember seeing something about it coming out this friday so okay eye out for that i'm excited Uh, i will all right jason we'll have a great thanksgiving you too all right we'll catch up next time okay see ya bye